This is Generation Justice, a multimedia project that trains youth to harness the power of media for social change. I'm Jonathan Alonzo. And I'm Lucero Velasquez. Tonight we feature Strong Families New Mexico. They work to help all families access resources like education and health care and to bring them into the policy-making process. We'll hear from Strong Families Program Director Jessica Lopez-Collins and participants of the recent Strong Families Legis- Legislative Day. We have a great community calendar and our newest segment, The Resistance Headlines, where we look at powerful acts of resistance people are taking on a national level. We are also collaborating collaborating with national organization Free Press, who has launched their own 100 Days of Disruption campaign. If you go to their website, freepress.net, you can learn more about how net neutrality is in jeopardy. Here is a song that speaks to staying strong through the struggle called Coastin' by Zion I featuring Kay Flay. Strong Families New Mexico has worked to create policy that reflects the diversity of New Mexico. Strong Families works along a national network of organizations to help people access resources in their communities and exercise a voice in local government. Their Strong Families Legislative Day is one way they do this, by bringing people from all over New Mexico to speak to representatives during the session. Recently, G.J. joined participants of the Legislative Day at the New Mexico State Capitol to learn about the legislation they are passionate about. Alicia Hernandez interviewed Jessica Lopez-Collins, the program director for Strong Families New Mexico. Jessica has spent years working in community through organizations like Strong Families. We'll hear what Jessica had to say before we listen to the inspiring people and their stories from the Strong Families Legislative Day. This is Alicia Hernandez with Generation Justice, and I'm here with Jessica Lopez-Collins, the program director for Strong Families New Mexico. Before joining Strong Families, Jessica spent 12 years with the Media Literacy Project, and she is currently the board chair for Young Women United here in Albuquerque. Welcome to Generation Justice, Jessica. Thank you for having me. So uh, go ahead and tell us a little bit more about yourself. So I work with Strong Families New Mexico. I am a proud mama. I've been in Albuquerque for nearly 20 years now and love New Mexico, love working in the state, love working with the community here. Now describe the history of Strong Families for us. Sure. So Strong Families New Mexico is actually part of a organization called Forward Together. We're a national organization that does policy and culture change work so that all families can thrive. We have a national network called Strong Families that includes over 180 organizations around the country that work on a lot of different issues. Strong Families New Mexico is like a local chapter or program of Forward Together. Here in New Mexico, we have over 20 organizations and thousands of individuals in this in this network. We primarily work in the counties of um, Bernalillo County, also Rio Arriba County in the north, McKinley County in the northwest, and Doña Ana County in the south. Um, so we do have a, a unique chapter here in, in our state. 
but again, there's organizations um, around the country. Um, we have a number of partner organizations in California, and, um, and a lot of our Forward Together staff are based there. We have a lot of um, staff and partner organizations in Oregon, um, also in Georgia, Virginia, Montana, and a number of other states. Describe the mission and vision for Strong Families New Mexico. We do policy and also culture change work, um, ensuring that families have the rights, recognition, and resources they need to thrive. So that, of course, is very broad, and it includes a lot of different issues, right? Because families need many things to thrive. So we um, have a whole history of working on reproductive justice, reproductive health issues, um, and that is really at the center of our work. Also, we work on economic justice issues, um, criminal justice, um, many, many issues that touch families' lives. We talk about policy and civic engagement work being year-round. So it doesn't just happen during the legislative session, and it doesn't just happen during election time. But we can be planning, um, we can be meeting with legislators um, in between sessions, during the sessions, around, again, all the range of issues that I mentioned. Um, we can have decision makers come to our meetings to hear community voices. We can bring community members to the offices of decision makers to sit down with them, to talk about what they are seeing in their community, what's on their hearts and minds, what they want to see change, and try to find that common ground and that way forward, because it's the community members that really have the solutions. And also at the center of our work is a focus on women of color and including trans women and gender nonconforming women of color as well. And so we prioritize the communities that are most impacted by the issues. Tell me about the Strong Families Legislative Day and who attended. Sure. So on February 7th, we had uh, the Strong Families New Mexico Legislative Day. This was the fourth legislative day that we've had like this, and every year it has gotten bigger. This year we had 150 people from around our state join us. And these were, um, they were individuals that came from about 30 different organizations that are spread out across the state that came, that brought their families, they brought their elder parents, they brought um, children, grandchildren, sisters, brothers, um, close friends to come and talk to the decision makers in our state about what matters most to them. We work with a lot of different allied organizations. There are over 20 organizations that are signed on members in our network so that we work um, in a closer relationship to develop our legislative strategy around policy, um, to work on other collaborations and projects around core issue areas that affect our state, and many individuals. Individuals don't sign on as members. We just, you know, we work with them. Um, individuals across the state, you know, show up again and again and take actions with us in many ways from um, text messages to email to calling decision makers to volunteering with us, participating in events, um, being a leader in events and meetings, um, telling their story, um, being involved in the legislative sessions. So there's a lot of different ways for individuals to be involved. And um, what we really care about is building the leadership of, of women and families across New Mexico. So we have all voices there. Every year in the legislative session, there's over a thousand bills that are introduced. Of those, we track about 150 bills at least, which is a lot to keep track of. And then we have priorities um, that um, both Strong Families New Mexico and also the individuals and organizations in our network care about. 
so mostly they fall under well, a lot of issue areas. Um, a lot of people right now are concerned, of course, about the budget, the budget crisis, and ensuring that there is enough money to provide the resources and programs needed in, in, in um, areas like healthcare, especially making sure that Medicaid isn't cut, um, economic justice, um, reproductive health, public safety programs that keep communities safer rather than just discriminating and, and increasing the criminalization of our communities. People were coming from all of these different places in New Mexico, but also with their own unique stories and experiences that they had to share. And they were making those connections with each other, which is just beautiful to see. How can people engage or join Strong Families New Mexico? So we have a website, strongfamiliesmovement.org. We also know that not everyone has internet access to join online. People can also call our office um, to find out how to get involved. Um, our telephone number is 505-842-8070. We have in-person events in um, our primary counties all year round. So there's a lot of different ways to get involved. Great, thank you. Now, we spoke with members of Strong Families during the Legislative Day. Tell us what are we about to hear from these people and who participated in this event? You're going to hear about a lot of different issues, everything from people there that wanted to see resources go to people who are experiencing homelessness, concern about education cuts due to our budget crisis, capping interest rates on payday loans or predatory loans, these, these small short-term loans that hurt communities, a lot of different issues. The, the people that you're going to hear from are some leaders in some of the organizations that we work with, and they're also individual leaders. They're concerned family members that showed up and were there to speak their voice and make sure that they were heard. Thank you. Is there anything else you'd like to share? I just want to share that our legislative day, we do this day again to shorten that distance between community and decision makers. It's also really powerful to see community members across um, different ages and races and backgrounds and cultures coming together, meeting each other, building with one another, forming teams, and then going to speak to their representatives. So again, that, that building work and that shortening the distance so that their voices can't be ignored and that uh, they are listened to and that our decision makers that we elected um, really ensure that they are speaking um, the voice of the people that elected them. Our roundhouse, it belongs to the people and anyone can walk into that building. We're happy to work with community members that want to share their story uh, with decision makers and find a way for them to get to the Capitol and share their story or share their story in other ways that might not involve travel. We want to make sure that we're centering the communities most impacted. Thank you so much, Jessica, for coming in with us. And I just want to say that I really do admire all the work you do with strong families and Forward Together. It's It really impacts our community and the work you do is very much appreciated. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This has been Alicia Hernandez with Generation Justice. My name is Estefani Gonzalez Mendoza. I am an immigrant from Chihuahua, Mexico, and I currently work as the outreach coordinator for Juntos IRR Water. My name is Stanley Smith, and I represent Community United in Doniana County and in Las Cruces. My name is Hulong. I'm from Albuquerque, and I'm with New Mexico Asian Family Center. Hi, my name is Jackie Castillo-Beck. And I'm from all over the parts of New Mexico. My name is Lloyd Yazzie. I'm from Gallup, New Mexico. I'm 32 years old. I'm a 
from the Navajo tribe. My name is uh, Hector Abeldaño. I live in Espanola, New Mexico. I'm originally from Monterrey, Mexico. And for the past few years, I've been organizing with uh, New Mexico Drummers in Action here in Santa Fe. My name is Kathy Wempovi Sanchez. I'm from San Aldefonso Pueblo, and I am with Tewa Women United. My name is Michael Seamster. I'm from Las Cruces, New Mexico, and I came here with Communities United and the Social Equity Project team. So today we are here to meet with legislators to talk about the bills that are going to be beneficial for our communities here in New Mexico. For example, we want to thank Javier Martinez for the bill that they introduced regarding the wall not being allowed to be built here in New Mexico borders. Me personally, I talked a lot about the minimum wage bill. That's one that it's, I mean, it has to be done. It's common sense. If we adjust for inflation, our minimum wage is lower now than it was back in 69. I talked to them about the incremental bill that would get us to 1010 by 2019. Like in a few steps, I told them that's not what we need. We need more than that, but that's a good start. The most important for me is um, school funding because, of course, you know, rumors had been around that, you know, education is going to be, you know, experiencing a lot of cut, which, you know, really against what I believe in because, you know, I have two kids uh, in public school and I have seen, you know, a lot of damage if that's going to happen and already happening. What we talked about today with the, some of the state senators, um, homelessness, um, housing the homeless and helping with our being rehabilitated because I am one of them who uh, grew up um, addicted to drugs and alcoholism and it's you cannot make it out on the street being homeless you can't but the funding is pretty tight right now and um, hopefully we can get more people to join us and helping us. I came to discuss sexual assault prevention. I didn't get to talk with the legislators about it, but I had um, ideas. Um, one of them was that even though it's hard when you get raped, because um, I made a mistake on to like cleaning myself and cleansing myself afterwards of what happened to me, and so... I didn't get justice, and he was let go shortly afterwards. Most important message I have would be our youth. I think our youth is very important. I hope, you know, we could be able to bring more funds to schools to help high school graduates to keep going in, in their education, to, you know, get a degree and stuff so they could give back to the community. And that's the type of things that I think is very important. Today, my message to policymakers is to put people's voices first and the community's voice first, because essentially it is them who will be affected by the decisions that they make. My main message is, what are you going to do about the homeless population here in New Mexico? You're going to sit back and let it grow? because you can even be out of a job and on them streets. And to me, going up to these people and letting them know, hey, this is me, this is what's going on, this is what's helping me. And we need to do that for more people out there. There's thousands of people that are homeless and that are needing our help. 
I'm grateful that they are doing what they are doing. But on the other hand, I would like for them to work for us, meaning all families, um, uh, and um, think about you know longer term impact. I think the more that we're united together across New Mexico, the more that our our leaders in the House and the Senate know that we are together, that we are unified, and that we're supporting them in making good choices. It was incredibly touching to hear so many unique voices and struggles that our people are facing. Last year, I was actually able to participate in their, in their Strong Families Legislative Day, and as a young person, it made me feel so much closer to the process and eliminated, and eliminated the fear that, had going, that I had going talking to my res- representatives. Thank you all for your powerful and influential words. It's really inspiring to hear from all of you and the ways that you have stood up for your communities and made your voices heard. Thank you, Stephanie, Huang, Stanley, Kathy, and Hector for those heartwarming words. And a special thank you to Michael, Jackie, and Lloyd. Also, mucho amor to Cristina Rodriguez and Kateri Zuni for these interviews. And now on to our next song, Blessings by Chance the Rapper, featuring Jamalia Woods and Byron Cage, followed by Unstoppable by The Score. The blessings come down when the praises go up. The blessings come down. It seems like blessings keep falling in my lap. There's a moment in your bones when when the fire takes over, blood is running, heart is pumping, as the battle gets closer. They can say what they want now. Cause we'll be screaming now, we can be here. Welcome back. Tonight, we have shared the stories of Strong Families Legislative Day. Now, it's time to hand things over to our calendar hosts, Matthew Brown and Christina Rodriguez. Thank you, Lucero. Now let's get to it. What's up first, Christina? It's an event with Dr. Lori Rudolph at the Albuquerque Center for Peace and Justice. She will be sharing some of her eyewitness observations about the Israeli violation of Palestinian human rights in the West Bank. Dr. Rudolph returned from Tel Rumida, where she witnessed systems of unfair treatment, housing policies, and violations of international law by the Israeli military. The event is sponsored by the grassroots organization Jewish Voice for Peace and will be at the Albuquerque Center for Peace and Justice this Wednesday, February 22nd at 6 p.m. For more information, email Dr. Rudolph at lhrudolph at gmail.com. Here at Generation Justice, we have followed the No Dapple movement closely, and our next event is an opportunity to learn even more about Standing Rock. On Monday, February 27th, Tribal Chairman Dave Archambal II of the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe will speak at UNM's School of Architecture and Planning. He will present a lecture called Drawing the Line at Dapple, Responding to Trumpism and the Legacies of Settler Colonialism. This lecture is part of the Teach Week series and runs from 11 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. in George Pearl Hall on UNM campus, which is directly across from the bookstore. 
To learn more about this lecture and the Teach Week series, you can call 277-2903. Stay tuned for the Resistance headlines coming up next. But first, we have a few songs for you. Here's The Ballad of Mona Lisa by Panic at the Disco, followed by Wake Up, Stay Woke by Oshun. She paints her fingers with the clothes Now, here are DJ Fellows Christina Rodriguez and Matthew Brown with this week's Resistance Headlines. Thank you, Jonathan. With all that is happening under the new administration, it is important to stay aware and vigilant. And here at JJ, we like to find every way to feel empowered. We know resistance works. So we bring to you our newest segment, The Resistance Headlines, a look at the actions from the past week by people near and far that have made a positive impact. Kezu Haga and Roberta Rael helped us to pull together the resistance headlines this week. Here we go. It is week four of the resistance. The National Day Without Immigrants shut down businesses across the country. Trump's national security advisor Michael Flynn got fired. Then would-be replacement Bob Howard says no to the position. GOP Senator Roy Blunt calls for an exhaustive investigation looking into the president's ties with Russia. Then, according to the newspaper The Hill, Representative Gerald Nadler files a resolution of inquiry asking the DOJ to investigate the president's possible conflicts of interest. Water protectors block I-5 in Washington state in response to Trump's executive actions. Veterans prepare for a second deployment to Standing Rock and have raised over $250,000. There are now over 6,000 local chapters of Indivisible, including Albuquerque. Massive rallies continue throughout the country in support of immigrants, and cities nationwide are forming rapid response networks to fight ICE raids. This past Friday in Albuquerque, St. Paul's Lutheran Church helped to sponsor an interfaith vigil for families targeted by ICE. A tribe called Quest used their performance at the Grammys to denounce the Trump administration. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary continues to troll Trump on Twitter by checking him on his use of alternative English. Now that John Oliver is back on air, he bought commercial time on Fox News so that he would be seen by Trump. In Amsterdam, about 20 Greenpeace activists built a pipeline inside the ING headquarters in protest of the Dakota Access Pipeline. And in California, both the Davis City Council and Santa Monica City Council voted to sever ties with Wells Fargo after seeing the bank's involvement financing the pipeline. The Ninth Circuit Federal Appeals Court rules 3-1 against the Trump travel ban, 
declaring that the ban runs contrary to the fundamental structure of our constitutional democracy. Another display of resistance is Small Victories, a weekly newsletter started by the nonprofit Peace is Loud, filled with stories of resilience. You can follow along and subscribe by looking at the hashtag Small Victories on Twitter. Huffington Post also has a hashtag Love Takes Action series of articles, telling stories of people who have been standing up to hate and supporting the most threatened members in all of our communities. Also, our friends over at Color Lines tell us that the White House Commission on Asian American and Pacific Islanders just lost most of its members. 16 commissioners resigned in protest. And over 4,000 people gathered on a beach in San Francisco to form the letters RESIST with their bodies. That's our resistance headline for this week. Thank you to all of the individuals, organizations, and groups who have not given up hope. We haven't either, and we'd like to continue sharing that resistance with all of you. Now back to Lucero and Jonathan. Thank you, Christina and Matthew. Those were some actions happening nationally, but there's also so much going on here in New Mexico as well. These next few websites, organizations, and campaigns are dedicated to bringing power back to the people. You can request to join Albuquerque Indivisible or any other chapter of the Indivisible Facebook group to stay updated on local actions, civil engagement, and more. Progress Now New Mexico is a web and social media-based network that works to bring progressive news, politics, and actions to the community dialogue. To learn more, visit ProgressiveNowNewMexico.org. Another local group to check out is Defend Our Neighbors, a nonpartisan grassroots effort to support the rights of undocumented citizens and their families. In order to stay updated on their work, you can search for them on Facebook by looking up at DefendNM. Another good piece of news is an important bill introduced to our New Mexico state state legislator is Senate Bill 219 by Senator Linda Lopez, which would be the first statewide bill to require ethnic studies in grades 4 through 12. Senate Bill 219 passed Senate Public Affairs Committee last Wednesday and will be heard next in the Senate Judiciary Committee. For more information on acts of resistance, you can visit freepress.net and follow their 100 Days of Disruption campaign. And now here's our next song, Rise Up by Andrea Day. You're broken down and tired of living life on the merry-go-round. And you can't find a fighter, but I see it in you, so we can walk it out. We gon' walk it out and move We've come to the end of another great show. We would really like to thank our guests, Michael Seamster, Lord Yazzie, Staniel Smith, Hector Alvedano, Estefanie Gonzalez-Mendoza, Kathy Sanchez, Jackie Castillo-Beck, Huang Nguyen, And thank you to Jessica Lopez-Collins of Strong Families, New Mexico. Production assistance came from Kateri Zuni, Alicia Hernandez, and Roberta Rael. Stay connected with us. Check out our website, generationjustice.org, where you can listen to all of our past radio programs, see music playlists, read our blogs, watch videos, and so much more. Our podcasts are available on iTunes, so be sure to subscribe and rate us. We're also active on social media, so make sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. 
Generation Justice is funded by the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, with additional funding from the McCune Foundation, Kon Olma Health Foundation, and the Albuquerque Community Foundation, and of course, all of you who have contributed to our project by visiting our website and clicking donate. I'm Jonathan Alonso. And I'm Lucero Velasquez. Coming up next on KUNM is Spoken Word, so stay tuned and join us next Sunday at 7 o'clock. Good night, New Mexico, and have a wonderful week. Walking through a dream, I see you. My light in darkness, breathing hope of new life. Now I live through you and you through me, enchanting. I pray in my heart that this dream never It's a wonderful life, it's a wonderful life Traversing tears from the heavens My heart is a melodrum, a melodrum in fact Satellite by echoes of pain 24-7, 24-7 I dream, I smile Oh, 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 oh,